The content of the show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any illness or medical condition. Nothing in today's discussion is meant to serve as medical advice or as information to facilitate self-treatment. As always, please discuss any potential health-related decisions with your own personal medical authority. There have been times in my life where I've been like, ugh, stop talk, stop preaching to me about self-love. Like, that's, that's stupid and annoying. But that self-love piece is so, 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 so important to our health because it's everything. Health is love. Welcome to the first episode of the Health Nuts podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Chelsea Nutt, and I am so excited to bring this information to you. This podcast is really going to be um, kind of a collective representation of everything that I have been working on and thinking about for the last six years. I'm going to be talking a lot about health here, but in a much different way than I think a lot of people tend to think about health. A lot of people tend to think about health very like, um, is my body working or is mine is it not working? And like, what's wrong? And what can I, what can I, what medicine can I take? Or even, you know, if you're more holistic, what supplement can I take? Or what can I do? It's all like action, action, action. And a lot of health is actionable. There's a lot of actionable steps that you can take to improve your health, but a lot of it, and people don't like to hear this, people don't like this part, it's much harder, but a lot of it is just being and getting out of that action mode, that go, 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 kind of that that um, that hustle culture that a lot of us tend to participate in. I am a reformed um, hustle culture participant myself. But getting out of that uh, action mode and just getting into the act of being, the art of being. Here you're going to find a much different perspective on health, a more holistic view on health. Because health to me is um, basically feeling connected to yourself and your life and when you are, when optimal health is feeling like safety, it's, it's feeling like, you know, your purpose, you know, why you're here and you're able to physically do all of the things that you want to do. Health is, is realizing that we have no limits and that our current physical limits can change and that we have the power to change those and that's the actionable part of health and then the other part of health the being part is connecting to the feeling of safety and the feeling of of love because health to me is love it's the force that we know that our human minds have kind of given a label to we call it love but love is the force that makes us human. It's the force that connects all living things on this earth. It's the force that connects us to um, source or a higher power or God, what universe, whatever you want to call it, that is brought about by love. That is love. 
And we, when we are connected to that love, when we feel loved, when we give love, that is when we are at our absolute healthiest. No matter the state of your physical body, if you are connected to love and you feel loved, then your health is always going to be better. Your body will always operate better. Your mind will always operate more clearly under those conditions because love heals. And what I've learned, and I will get into my story as I go through this podcast and as I really start to explain where these things have come from and how they've shown up for me and why I know the things that I do, um, why I've learned the things that I've learned. But what I've learned is that a lot of us are suffering from an absence of love. And that stems from, first and foremost, that relationship to yourself. How much you love yourself. Because we all feel, a lot of us, I I don't want to make blanket blanket statements, but I, I know that a lot of us feel, I know that I have felt like, love comes externally, that love comes from other people, that how much we are loved is determined by how much other people love us. But that is not true because the majority of our love, love has to come from your internal world first. You have to love yourself first to even be able to accept love from other people and allow love from other people to kind of fill you up because otherwise you're starting from like a negative point you're starting from a plate you're you're not even at the the starting point of like your your cup of love hasn't even the cup your self love is like the cup itself And then other people can pour into it. But if you don't have self-love, if you haven't learned self-love, because this is, this is something that I really believe is, um, is a learned thing because we come from so many generations of people who don't understand the importance of self-love. And we've, we've, we've seen examples, our, our family, our friends, just society in general, we've seen all these examples of the lack of self-love, acting from the lack of self-love. And that has caused so many problems in our society to the point where we've completely forgotten what it feels like to love ourselves and how important that is. And I know that there have been times in my life where I've been like, Ugh, stop talk, stop preaching to me about self-love. Like that's, that's stupid and annoying. Um, And if you feel that way, like, I completely understand where you're coming from. I don't, um, yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing, but that self-love piece is so, 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 so important to our health because it's everything. Health is love and your self-love is the cup and then other people can pour into it and then you feel full, you feel safe, you feel at peace at ease, you know that you can go out and do anything you want to in this world because your people have got your back. And when your people fail, when your people fail to have your back, because that's going to happen, inevitably that happens. That happens because we are all human and because we are all dealing with all of our stuff on a daily basis. 
right? And because we're all human, we are all fallible. We are all capable of making mistakes. We all at some point in time are going to not be able to give love to the people that we love because of whatever external circumstance or internal circumstance, right? The people around you cannot always be there for you. And that is why when you have self-love, it's okay. It's okay. You don't have that feeling of overwhelm. You don't have that feeling of like, like frantic fear because that's what it comes down to it's when you don't have the absence of love is fear and fear fear can wreak havoc on your body fear changes your brain fear changes your physiology fear changes your thoughts fear change it's a it's a complete domino effect of health issues once you introduce fear to the system. An unresolved fear will always, 100% of the time, lead to chronic disease. Because again, fear changes your physiology. And small incremental changes to your physiology when you are living in that fear mode and that fear mode does not get resolved and you don't have that self-love and you can't, because you don't have that self-love, you can't accept love from other people. So that fear mode just perpetuates. And then we pass this fear mode onto our children and it spans generations, right? <laughs> love is the ultimate cure. And then there's lots of things that you can do along the way to facilitate optimal health. And that's the actionable, that's the actionable side of things. And it's awesome. You can learn to become your own best self healer. You are the, if you, if you listen to this first episode of my podcast and you never listen to another episode, what I want you to take away from this is that you are the CEO of your own body. You are in charge of your healing. You can basically employ other people, employ doctors, seek out other health practitioners to help you when you need it because we we were never meant to do anything alone as humans. We are social creatures. We were never meant to walk this this world alone, okay? We're not uh, reptiles. (laughs) We need help along the way, but ultimately, it's up to you. So I am a chiropractor, and my my practice and my methods have definitely majorly evolved over uh, the course of my six years in practice. But one thing that I always have kind of told people is like, let's say you come to me, you have back pain, right? Let's say you come to me and I do my work. I do some soft tissue work. I do some adjustments. We do some something called joint exploration, which I have developed and I'm going to talk about that uh, a lot. And let's say we do all of that. You walk out, you feel great. And then between when you saw me and our next visit, what do you do? Are you doing the things that you need to be doing in order for that treatment to hold? 
Are you avoiding the things that caused the pain in the first place? Are you even thinking about the things that caused the pain in the first place and trying to actively avoid them? Those are the things that you are responsible for. You, I can't ever, I can, I can help people kind of um, go through the potential root causes of pain or uh, physiological symptoms, right? Um, of course, like that's what I'm here for. But when, when it comes down to it, like I can't tell you, I don't live in your body. I can't tell you every single thing that's going to negatively impact your health because there are infinite possibilities and everybody is different. Every, every body is different. And our current practice of Western medicine does not allow for that biochemical individuality which means that a lot of times when you go see a doctor, you're just a list of symptoms that are going to be um, put into a box and here's the medication that best fits those symptoms. And let me just quickly say that I am not anti-medication. I absolutely think that these kind of the two sides, like the Western medicine and alternative medicine can exist in harmony And I think that both are absolutely necessary and doctors can't be everything, right? You can't, I mean, you can um, be someone who prescribes medicines and and have more of a holistic view. That's absolutely, that's, that's awesome. That's like ideal, right? But we can't be experts in everything and we shouldn't be trying to do it all. I don't understand the medical divide. I don't understand the war between Uh, medical doctors and chiropractors. I don't understand, literally cannot wrap my brain around when people say uh, chiropractic doesn't work or that chiropractors are quacks or not just chiropractors, but even, you know, other types of alternative healthcare practitioners. Like to say, to make a blanket statement like that and just say an entire profession doesn't work despite hundreds of years of evidence otherwise is really silly and only really shows the ignorance of the person saying it. There are many, 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 many different ways to help facilitate health as a healthcare provider and there is a place for everybody. There's a place and a time and a necessity for everybody. But at the end of the day, What you do is up to you. What you do for your body is up to you. And if you want to facilitate health, and again, going back to my health is love, if you want to feel fulfilled in your life and you want to achieve your dreams and you want to, you know, if you, if you have kids, if you want to raise your family in a loving environment, then one of the things that you have to do and you have to start thinking about is what are the things that I do on a daily basis that maybe are not good for me, right? Maybe I scroll through uh, social media right before bed and then I don't have good dreams then I don't sleep well because I've activated my nervous system And then that stays with me through the whole day. And then when I try to go to sleep, I can't turn my brain off. So then I scroll social media again and I keep activating my nervous system and that cycle just continues. And that's just one example. That's just one example. And then there are things that we should be doing that we don't do. 
like movement, for example. And I'm not necessarily talking about just exercise. Exercise is a form of movement. But movement is any type, any way you can move your body. Raising your arm over your head is movement. How often do we do that? When was the last time you just like stretched your arms above your head or hung from a, a bar, right? And just kind of like tested your, tested the limits of your body, moved around just to move around just because it feels good. We've turned movement, movement into a chore <laughs> and it's, it's like, I'm, I'm in that camp too. I'm not sitting here saying that like, I love to take time to move my body you know, all the time. Like sometimes it is like something I have to push myself to do, but I know that it's going to be better for me in the long run. And here's why. Our bodies biologically have evolved to basically require movement for survival. If you think back to like ancient hunter-gatherer tribes, your body was a tool for survival. Your survival depended on movement. It depended on being able to hunt and forage and build shit, you know? Like you had to be able to crawl and climb and use your hands and the better you, the better mover you were, the higher your chance of survival. And nothing has changed biologically. Nothing has changed neurologically to where suddenly we don't need movement. No, the only thing that's changed is our society. We have become technologically advanced. We have made surviving so much easier. It's never been easier to survive in this world. And because of that, we've forgotten our roots. We've forgotten that now, <laughs> like now movement has become something that we have to reincorporate because we're seeing, uh, we're seeing aberrant health issues pop up. Like, uh, like arthritis and tendonitis and bursitis and all of these uh, physical ailments that are a cause or a result, sorry, a result of poor movement patterns because we're not moving. Because we're not moving in the right way. We're only moving, we, the majority of our movement is done in uh, what's called the sagittal plane. So basically like when I sit down and I sit up, when I walk forward or backwards, that's just one of the planes of movement, but that is the majority of us spend our day in that sagittal plane. But we have different planes of movement. We have side to side, like uh, jumping jacks, okay? That's called the coronal plane of movement. We have the rotational plane of movement. If I were to do um, like a hula hoop, that's a rotational plane of movement. There's infinite amount of possibilities for movement in our body and we just don't utilize those but when we start to that's what joint exploration is all about and i'm going to get to that in, in later episodes but when we start to move and we start to uh, resolve some of these poor movement patterns that have resulted in muscular imbalance and excess stress on uh, some of these structures resulting in degeneration because our body's just trying to adapt um, that's all degeneration is. That's all tendonitis, bursitis. Any musculoskeletal <laughs> diagnosis is pretty much the body's attempt to adapt to your movement profile. So pretty cool stuff. And this is just that's just one facet of health that I cover in my practice. There's basically three elements, three pillars 
that I talk about, and that is physiology, basically how your body is working, and that's going to cover everything from um, your musculoskeletal system, so the movement piece that we talked about, um, but also like your hormones, your sex hormones, your thyroid hormones, your cortisol, your stress hormones, your blood sugar, your anemia, your, your red blood cells, your white blood cells, how healthy are your cells? How healthy is your mitochondria, you know, your energy producers? What else? How, what's your gut function? What's your immune system function? All of those fall under the umbrella of your physiological health. And then we have your neurological health, which is what are the stress centers in your brain looking like? right? What are the fear centers in your brain looking like? How, how is your brain functioning? Because that's kind of like the hard wiring. And then we have your psychology, which is your mind, your thoughts, your emotions in a way, although I believe that emotions are, emotions are felt in the body. And when I get into joint exploration, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that. So emotions are more of a bodily reaction than a, than a mind reaction, but they're so intricately connected because you create thoughts from the emotions that you feel and you try to like rationalize um, or conceptualize what those emotions are. But your mind, your thoughts, and these are influenced by your childhood and traumas that you've experienced or core beliefs that you've created, how you perceive life, your reality. Because we, each of us are all kind of living in um, our own realities that are created by our experiences. Um, so these three pillars, psychology, neurology, and physiology, are so intricately connected. They all influence each other in various ways. And I'm going to be, this is the kind of the, um, the philosophy, the true philosophy of health that I practice with my patients. There are other things, there are other factors that go into kind of like your health profile, like your energetic field, which I'm not an expert in. There's, I, there's a genetic component, of course, which kind of falls under, well, I, use, I, I put this separately as like a separate pillar, but really it impacts all three of those, your psychology, your neurology, and your physiology. Um, genetics load the gun and environment pulls the trigger and genetics go back generations. It's not just your mom, right? It's not just your grandmother, it's, um, it, it spans back for a long time. And it's not just, did you inherit a disease or did you not? Okay. It's, it's, did you inherit, um, certain personality traits? Like, did you inherit this neurology, which is now expressing in something in your psychology? It's very, very complex. So you might be listening to this thinking, okay, well, what is the starting point? What is the starting point to feeling connected and aligned and loving myself? What does that even look like? And it's a little bit, it depends. It's a little bit complex. Everyone has a different starting point. Everyone's on a different journey. So that starting point is going to look different for every person. But typically the best place to start is by building awareness, awareness of your surroundings, awareness of the beauty that exists in this world that we don't really pay attention to, that we kind of gloss over, that we, that we take for granted for sure. So my challenge for you is to go outside. I want you to go outside. I want you to watch the nature around you. I want you to really look at 
trees. I want you to go on a walk and see if you can find your your favorite tree. Appreciate what the leaves look like. Appreciate the trunk. Appreciate the branches. Appreciate the beauty. And that is where it starts. That awareness and appreciation for things around you that aren't in your immediate world, but that still exist despite your world. That is a really good way to start expanding your mind and and realizing that that with all of our our daily our daily problems are really big to us but in the grand scheme of things they don't exist outside of us. So, start there. Um I am so excited to bring this information to you guys and just kind of talk about it and I'm going to have guests Um, different people who have different perspectives on health and life. And I'm just going to be sharing my thoughts with you guys, just kind of figuring it out along the way. I always, I always like to say that I'm, I'm laying this track as the train moves along. And that is just like the story of my life. Um, So I'm excited to see where this, this goes and what it evolves into and to hear your feedback along the way. So um, if you want to get in contact with me, uh, please follow me on social media at Dr. Chachi on Instagram. I'll have my email address in the show notes and my website in the show notes as well for you to connect. Please send me a message. I'd love to hear from you. And um, I'm excited to start this journey. I'll talk to you guys later.